Hey y'all, quick note. While My Hero Academia was created for kids, this podcast is not safe for work or children. All trigger warnings and spoilers for each episode can be found at our website, myheroanalysis.com. Thanks for listening. Hey y'all, this is My Hero Analysis, a podcast about My Hero Academia, aka Boku no Hero Academia. We are three grown adults who mine Japanese children's cartoons for serotonin because God knows our brains aren't making it naturally. Hello everyone, I am Fern, I have insomnia, I have had way too much caffeine, and I've been manic for several days. So, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) we're good. This will be an interesting episode, uh, yeah. especially because I, uh, I was definitely high when I wrote this, so <laughs> it shows. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when you were, you basically live tweeted the notes as you took them, so I was very <laughs> concerned about what I was going to find. Uh, but it it could have been worse. Oh yeah, it, it could have been. You did a good job. Oh, well, I'm Nicole. Um, At the time I took these notes, I was, oh my God, four. What was that? Four. (laughs) Just knocked something over on my craft table. Sir, you're ruining my grandma's aesthetic. Oh, fork. Oh, he's fine. Um, Anyway, when I took these notes, I was very excited after a weekend wedding and family and driving too much and and just just too much in general mm-hmm. but I, i'm fine i'm fine i am honestly ready to be emotionally wrecked by our good boy shoto's tragic backstory tm but honestly mm. i am more ready to enjoy you two just wailing about it as i watch <laughs> from the news distance <laughs> Oh, there were several times where the dread set in. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Hey, y'all, it's Maria. And honestly, I'm just trying to survive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have so many travel plans going on, like back to back. I when At the time I was taking these notes, I had just gotten back from Atlanta. Um, I'm slightly tired. Slightly. And then I'm going to Florida next this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> traveling to Portland and Seattle the following weekend I'm okay I'm fine we're gonna get through this and then this there's the the emotions in in this episode and you know what let's just get to the episode (laughs) (laughs) this week we're covering episode seven god we're off to a great start we're covering (laughs) episode 10 of season two Shoto Todoroki origin, which in the manga is chapters 38 minus the first few pages, chapter 39, and then like the first half of 40. Thank you to Nicole for inserting that because my high ass forgot to. It's fine. I'm going to lead us through a brief synopsis and then I will hand it off to Nicole for discussion topics, manga differences, and Easter eggs. Um, so let's get started. The episode opens with a recap of several scenes from the last few episodes kind of just recounting Shoto's backstory. And then it transitions, Christ, 
transitions. <laughs> <laughs> Breathe, <laughs> child. Breathe. <laughs> so, um, show transitions to Shoto and Izuku approaching the arena for their fight. Shoto notes again that he's going to beat Izuku with just his ice powers as a giant fuck you to his dad. Izuku says, bring it on. And then we get the opening credits. Yes. And like the, the truer fuck you would have been to bend the knee to All Might's heir, but he has very few brain cells going for him right now. So I'll forgive him. <laughs> When I read that note, all I could imagine was Shoto just curtsying to Izuku in a ball gown. And <laughs> that image is the only thing that got me through this episode <laughs> after the roller coaster of emotions that was going to be caused because it wrecked me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. We'll just cling to ball gown Shoto as hard as we can because. That's a very adorable <laughs> image. Yeah. He would, he would look at he would look so sweet. So then we get a flashback to Shoto's childhood and his mom telling him it's okay if he wants to be a hero, even though his fuckwad dad wants the same thing. And then in the flashback, Shoto comments that he'd forgotten, quote unquote, what happened next, aka his mom's breakdown, her pouring boiling water on his face, which you know especially when you're young that that happens sometimes brain goes I can't deal with this and just files it away for later yeah yeah trauma trauma makes everyone forgetful um and I may or may not be speaking from experience on that uh but also also homeboy was like four and he knew his entire career path um (laughs) I think I was still reading board books when I was four. So like, how, how, how? <laughs> My only thought during this was straight in the feels. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, that, that particular little bit really resonates. Um, but then we cut back to the present and present Mike introduces Izuku and Shoto in his usual dramatic fashion. He calls them faded rivals, which I'm sure just made Katsuki froth at the mouth. I'm sure he <laughs> was delighted and definitely wasn't planning present Mike's death. Um, <laughs> definitely not. And during the introduction, both Izuku and Shoto are trying to strategize and then the fight begins. Yes, yes. And I thought of a plot twist that was great. So like, basically, he knows their fated rivals because present Mike knows exactly like what the fuck is going on with one for all. And he knows the Todoroki backstory because he do be gossiping and absorbing everything under his fuckboy facade. Mm, that would be an interesting twist mm-hmm, I kind of mm-hmm. like that <laughs> yeah we just we just pull back one day just to see present Mike in his office writing down all his notes <laughs> his hair's down and he's like I, I gotta get it all down he's got a cork board with like red string everywhere yes and I yes. was like wow I thought I had problems yep yep <laughs> he comes in in his sleeping bag like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> rolls in in his sleeping bag looks around and then just rolls right just back rolls out <laughs> <laughs> oh god but anyway it was at this point when I was watching the episode that the dread hit and I just I knew I was gonna cry so hard <laughs> let's just cry together in pain as I cackle in the background <laughs> 
it is all we can do in the end. Um, but the fight begins and both Izuku and Shoto bring out the big guns right away. Shoto has his boothang giant ice wall and Izuku manages to blast it apart with the, I cannot fucking remember the name of this move, but it's that like flick blast thing that he does that breaks his finger. Smash. Sure. That's what um, he calls it. He just says smash <laughs> and then he flicks his finger. <laughs> yeah. And then I just, once again, having big feelings about how Izuku's first use of one for all is almost an exact replica of Kasaki's quirk and how Kasaki's creative use of his quirk grows with Izuku's mastery of one for all. I needed help. I needed a lot of help in that moment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, you did. Okay, I have two things. First of all, you called it a Boothang Giant Ice Wall. I, ju- yes. I just need to make sure that listeners know that that is the exact phrase that is in the notes. We are just mm-hmm. going to scooch right past that and not judge it you is. at all. He is emotionally attached to that move. <laughs> <laughs> That's his default move. It's a security blanket move. It is. <laughs> okay, okay. Second, my second point, more importantly, it fucking is an explosion, just like Katsuki's right? <laughs> literally kill me. What is going on? Oh my it, God. Uh, it hits me every single time I watch this episode, every mm-hmm. single time. And I didn't even notice it. So good job you for noticing it also while you were high. <laughs> also, third point just dovetailing off the second point um it is also like a blizzard wind compared to all might's tornado rain wind in the second episode so there's like that comparison too yeah that's a good point i like that one see i didn't catch that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's there yeah all my all my tired brain could say was like i have nothing to say but i agree (laughs) (laughs) sometimes that is all you need yep (laughs) Uh, So then Toshi and Izuku both start internally mumbling and analyzing at the same time. They're related, your honor. And also Izuku and Shoto just keep firing the same shots over and over. And we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, yeah. Horikoshi really loves his overpowered barrage until the weaker spirit breaks motif. Mm -hmm. Despite it being a terrible, terrible strategy in actuality. (laughs) Other son duo confirmed. Also, it's a force of wills. This is very common in anti-manga worlds. <laughs> Gotta make us suffer in pain along with them. But it's Apparently a bad so. strategy. <laughs> it's a bad strategy, but tell that to the anime gods. Oh, I have told them several times. They're not listening to my prayers. <laughs> it is, it is very like metaphorical. How oh, dare I'll give metaphor. them a pass for metaphor. I guess, but I'm not happy about it. (laughs) (laughs) So then we cut to Kirishima, who runs back to Class 1A's spot in the stands. And he and Kosuke are fighting next, which I didn't remember that, like, at all. So that'll be interesting from a, like, how does this fight affect the ship point of view? So definitely looking forward to that. Um, (laughs) But the point is... This brings up the topic of Kasuki's quirk and how it works. And Kasuki just launches into this full-on Izuku-level analysis rant about all the physical considerations he has to take into account, how he purposefully designed his suit to help him exceed his body's limitations. Just, he's pointing out that this um, 
fight is really all about how quirks have a physical limit. So this quite this fight for Izuku and Shoto is an endurance test. Yes, it is a great moment of actually world building when it comes to quirks and their limitations. It was a great little insertion there but also I do want to point out that Hiroshima is upset because he's missing two of his crushes fighting and he wants (laughs) to root for both of them and also in this moment we get the adorable pump pump moment in the yes it was so (laughs) adorable it's so cute oh I love him I love him also they're like it's a blink and you miss it sign like within Katsuki's analysis and they're like him trying to tell the students like everything he does requires a lot of work he's not just overpowered uh, mm-hmm. but he he's also looking for Todoroki's limit too like he's studying both of them for their future fights and he's looking for what Shoto's tells will be when they fight later assuming that Shoto wins the fight at least for Katsuki absolutely turns out there are brains behind all of that angry yelling there's so many brains, my poor child. Please go to therapy. It's going to be okay. <laughs> and then we got some blood splatter. Just going to gloss over that. I did note it. Did not like it. Oh, well. I was, I was <laughs> waiting for it. I was like, is there going to be blood along with the flappy, flappy fingers? Fern is there, not yeah. going to be a good time. Yeah, yes. I, I'm just so used to it. I was like, oh, okay. Moving on. Yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah, it, does, it like, doesn't affect us. <laughs> Fern hates it. I do hate it. It has been acknowledged in this episode. Now we shall proceed. So <laughs> Shoto fires yet another ice wall at Izuku, who breaks it with his finger again. So now he's down a whole hand minus his thumb. And Shoto uses the pain that Izuku's in as a distraction, and he dives in for a sneak attack. So then the fight escalates and starts getting interesting. Um, and Izuku ends up using a whole arm on this extra powerful blast. Yep, yep. And was it panic or was it danger sense? The Ooh. world may never know. That is an Easter egg. Yes. Fight or flight is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love like seeing all those little bitty clues now that we've mm-hmm. just you know gone back and watched these over and over and over. It's like, oh, that's that thing. <laughs> and it's like, how dare Horikoshi? You knew everything from the start. How dare you? So, Either that or he got real fucking lucky. <laughs> or he like retroconned his own earlier scenes. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> So everyone in the crowd is like super impressed with Shoto's abilities, of course. And Shoto takes a moment to gloat, which gives Izuku the chance to note that Shoto has ice growing on his arm. And so Shoto thanks his dad for helping him make Shoto thanks, good Christ. Shoto thanks Izuku (laughs) for helping to make his dad disappointed as part of his little gloating moment. Shoto thanks his dad. (laughs) That would never happen. No. Oh gosh. Okay. Okay. Basically, Shoto's like, thank you for helping with my daddy issue dramatics, broccoli boyfriend. <laughs> all I wanted to say was, God, I want to punch Endeavor in his stupid face. Yes. Mm. Also, all the daddy issues. I'm right there mm. with you, Shoto. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Oh, we will get to it. Never fear, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> So then Izuku lets off this blast that is so strong that it almost knocks Shoto out of bounds, but he stops himself just in time. And Izuku is royally pissed. 
because Shoto is paying more attention to his dad than he is to his freaking opponent. And because Shoto isn't pulling his full effort. And that's an insult to the people around him who are all trying their best. And like, <laughs> at this point, I just, the feelings started overflowing and I decided that I was just going to wrap up the synopsis as quickly as I possibly could, because literally every single thing that happens after this point becomes a discussion topic. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I do want to point out before we get there, though, that feral gloating Izuku needs more airtime. Like, hmm. It was, it's beautiful when he just starts frothing at the mouth. Um, I also, I love how he's so pissed that Todoroki won't go full out against him, much like Katsuki does, Uh like multiple Uh times. It's like, (laughs) excuse me. Um, And also pivoting just a moment back to Shoto in the dub. He says, now I'm mad. And like, that's like all he says. And like, yeah, yes, Shoto, you, you are mad and you are also some sort of autism because the neuroblands don't announce their emotions. <laughs> neuroblands. Mm-hmm. At this point, I was just in a corner crying for the rest of the episode. Pretty the much. Thing. <laughs> Pretty much. So basically, just to wrap up the synopsis so we can get to what actually matters, aka mm-hmm. our feelings. So yep, basically... Yep. Sh- Izuku and Shoto have a screaming therapy session while they're beating the ever-loving shit out of each other. Izuku (laughs) makes Shoto realize that using his fire side doesn't necessarily make him like his dad. So he uses both his sides. And then his and Izuku's attacks collide so powerfully that it explodes like half the arena. And Izuku, unfortunately, does end up out of bounds and passes out from the pain of breaking three quarters of his body. So Shoto wins. Yay, Shoto! But also, like, there was a moment when Izuku launched himself, like, into the, I I, I guess, his final attack. And honestly, it looked like he was flying. So, Easter egg, spoilers for just a moment, is it float or is it Toshi's stockpiled power of flight by jumping? The world may also never know this. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's a thinker. It's a thinker. <laughs> it's a thinker that doesn't actually matter because it's not actually pertinent to anything. All right. All right. Discussion topics. First off, as always, fuck you, Endeavor. Yes. Endeavor, fuck you. Round two, Electric Boogaloo. How dare you ruin your baby boy's dream and make him feel like he has to betray himself? How, How dare, dare you? you? How dare, how dare you weaponize his genes and then traumatize your kids so much that you weaponize his own genes against him? The, the fuck kind of eugenics gaslighting abuse fuckery is happening here. I hate him. His nonsense shouts like in the stands when Shoto uses his fire. Um, I feel like that should have keyed people into the fact that he was an abuser like way before a certain other someone's televised dramatic ridiculous dance um you would think but (laughs) you would think (laughs) fuck you endeavor he caused so much trauma to my poor boy just because he is your child doesn't make him your property Mm. boom amen Amen. exactly 
All right. I wonder how many times we blew out our mics. <laughs> well, he he only deserves our rage. So yes. we're not going to stick on him for too long because he sucks. So moving along to the similarities between Izuku and Katsuki. Oh my God. That, I know I was high, <laughs> but I was yeah. just, I felt like I was losing my mind. It felt like every couple of seconds, there was another parallel and I am so, so sorry to the Toto Deku shippers. I'm stepping all over your moment. I know I am. It's Horikoshi's fault. It's not mine. Yeah. Um, but especially like the parts where their analyses like almost perfectly mirror one another and phrasing were like, they, it, it was breaking me. It was breaking yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, it was. You you were screaming in your heart. Um, <laughs> also, we can ship two different things. Uh, I feel like the Toto Deku ship is what you get on your first or second watch but then on like your third fourth eighth watch is when the um baku deku really comes in anyway Mm -hmm. they are izuku and katsuki are two sides of the same book smart idiot coin (laughs) yep and like this is the first time someone has entered their fraught emotional dynamic with the ability to actually best both of them yes uh, they needed Todoroki to even them out and stop the focus just being on each other. Uh, Shota really is coming in to spice up their relationship. <laughs> <laughs> He's heating it up. Anyway. Get out. Get out right now. <laughs> I love making stupid ass puns. They're so easy. But also... Katsuki's pouty ass face as he pretends like he's not fully invested in what's going on is hilarious. Like you are not fooling a single goddamn person. Nope, nope. Like his mask is what is better than everyone, but not the soft little genius baby behind it. Yeah, sir, stop. We know you care. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Also, also, I keep forgetting that Katsuki like genuinely designed his own gear. Like, the fandom loves support class Izuku, but we don't really consider support class Katsuki, which is interesting because so far, I'm pretty sure he's the only one who canonically has been the one to, like, design all, like, the individual features of his gear and how they work. Right, yeah, at least from the start. We get more as they obviously know how their quirks work, but Mm -hmm. from the start, he really had that part down. Um, And at least they, like, both eventually, like, rub off on Todoroki, who eventually does actually get a support item and it's not just his gym clothes that helps with (laughs) temperature regulation so he doesn't have to rely on his quirk every time but also also support class Katsuki would be even more of a menace than Mei Hatsume and I need it just just imagine Katsuki slash Mei BFF shenanigans Mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. the like she already explodes so much shit on her own imagine the two of them put together <laughs> like, there would, be would no, no longer course. be standing <laughs> <laughs> there'd be nothing left oh i need it somebody write it for us and or link us to the ao3 fanfic thank you very much all right yes, please moving along to shoto's essentially double handicap in this fight yeah, it literally took me until just now to realize that Shoto not using his fireside is a double handicap because not only is he using half his power, but because he's only using one side, his body gets like dangerously unbalanced, like temperature wise. So really he's operating at like 25% capacity. 
I am a dumb gay who is bad at math. I, I swear to God, I didn't used to be, but I am now. Leave me alone. <laughs> you're, you're, you're not dumb. I mean, you may be bad at math. That's none of my business, um, but you're not <laughs> dumb. But I, because we're like literally shown the aspect of these physical limitations in this episode. But like, that is one of the whole points of this episode. You're fine. Yeah, but how many times have I seen this episode? <laughs> I don't know. That's, be, that's between you- that's between you and your Hulu and your Crunchyroll. I'm, I'm not, I'm not yeah. about to look in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Math is hard. Um, but I also think this is the, the episode that is the clearest when it comes to truly describing how physical limitations can affect your quirk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly. It is. It is. Yep. I'm so it's still okay. a silly little bean. <laughs> Well, yes, we can't argue that. All right. So our next point is Izuku's level up. Yeah, I have no analysis to offer. I just want to comment once again that I love level up episodes and I'm pretty sure it's Sailor Moon's fault. Yeah, yeah, it is because you went from watching this anime and screaming about the level up episodes to then rewatching Sailor Moon and screaming about the level up episodes there. So <laughs> yes, it is it is Sailor Moon's fault and we love it. All right. And so like for like Izuku's level up, he wants to meet people's expectations of him and his own expectations of himself. Like, hey, if distressing pressure levels you up, I guess it's okay, maybe. <laughs> but also, also, it's not okay because you're breaking the one body you have. Like, and there's like a burnout metaphor somewhere in there, but I am too Ooh. tired to try and find it. But oh. it's there. Ouch. <laughs> uh, they're special magical boys. That's the only thing I'll accept at this point. Mm-hmm. They have to be. That kept yeah. me going. <laughs> oh, I forgot about this. Okay, apparently <laughs> I do have one analysis to offer that I completely forgot about. Um, so I love that Izuku's mastery of one for all is the direct result of him leveling up in his analysis abilities. And so this made me wonder if, you know, ignoring canon that says that Izuku is so good at one for all because he doesn't, he didn't have a quirk originally, whatever. Um, the reason one for all, I'm wondering if the reason one for all developed for him the way it did and didn't do so for anyone else before him is because he's the first person with the kind of mentality necessary to handle the full scope of the power so effectively. Yes, yes. And I would argue that this actually isn't ignoring canon, but it is adding to how Izuku was the basically the only one to become successful with One for All when anyone else might have been torn apart by the stockpiled power. Like the reason mm-hmm. it works so well for him is because it is basically tailor-made to how his brain works so it really is in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. you are correct all right so our next point pulling back from mildly spoilery stuff uh (laughs) as izuku and shoto are basically having a god on god fight um cementos wants to stop the fight yeah he's like um i think these children are gonna kill each other can we uh can we stop (laughs) so he's the one responsible adult in this school and i can't remember if he was already on my spouse list um but he's on it now as he should be on it now yep um and also in this moment there was a moment where it pulled back up to aizawa and he was also realizing the pressure that he had put on the kid that pressure is quite literally hurting him 
even though it's not actually shown or said out loud from like either of them, there is the implication there that he's kind of realizing he uh, fucked up and like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you fucked up husband, but it, it's okay. Izuku is a very special starfish. So it's not totally your fault, but also it's a little bit your fault along with Toshi and everybody else. Anyway, mm-hmm. there's a lot going on in this world. Anyway, <laughs> later in this episode, like basically right as the fight ended, Cementos says, having great power doesn't mean you'll be a good hero. And just like, it's it's wonderful, perfect chef's kiss. Cementos for president. I concur, Cementos for president. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. And now moving into the true heartbreak of this episode where Fern and Maria were just crying into the notes. Um, Shoto wants to be a hero because of All Might. Oh my God, my brain is on fire. My brain is on fire. It's just, and I hope that hurts, Endeavor. I hope that fucking keeps you up at night. I hope that haunts your every moment because you deserve it. Agreed, agreed. Um, And like All Might is the literal opposite of the man that baby Shoto does not want to be because he witnesses his abuse of his mom. Um, And like All Might is not a bully and he doesn't hurt people if he can help it. He's like the literal polar opposite. And the Mm -hmm. fact that Shoto wants to emulate him as opposed to falling into the like the cycle of abuse himself um it's it's just beautiful he's he's so perfect poor baby he's a good boy i know this tore me up i was crying and just like into my blanket and i had to stop and question my life choices but anyways shoto just wants to be someone who can help and be good and fuck you endeavor i hope you get kidney stones the size of baseballs yes (laughs) i'm sorry i forgot about that it is what he deserves. Just, I was feeling very, very strongly. Yes, it, it's perfect because I just, I just, I just think about the pain he will experience trying to pass those. Oh uh, my goodness, exactly. I don't think that's possible. I love it. Yeah, but they basically the, for stones like that, they basically try and tell you to try and pass them, and then they like go in surgically. So <laughs> at least at some point, he was in terrible, terrible pain. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I, okay. All right. Keeping with the uh, Shoto, uh, just emotional devastation. It's your power. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, what is there to say? Don't hurt yourself in order to spite someone else. Revenge isn't worth it if you got to re- sacrifice yourself to get it, etc. etc. Et oh, man. So yep. much in three words. Yep. Yep. And it's like, stay true to yourself because you are your own person, regardless of what you get from your parents genetically or psychologically. And like, Mm -hmm. you can be a hero if that's what you want to do, not anybody else. Like, it's just, it's just what you want. And it's beautiful. And you are not a prisoner of your lineage. Like, Mm -hmm. exactly. Thank you. Like, she she's a whole other complicated character we'll have to get into later but she she, this was a good line from yes oh and then and then also in that moment shoto is like having his trauma flashbacks and he's like when did i forget that part of everything that happened is like you forgot that when your bitch ass father knocked it out of your brain you poor sweet baboo Mm -hmm. 
are not your parents. You get to decide on how do you want to use your powers. Nobody else. I was dying. I was crying. I was <laughs> yes. a puddle. Choto, mm-hmm. you are not your father. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, but also, like, this ship heard around the world. Like, this is, as far as, like, ship launching moments goes, I mean, this is top tier. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This mm-hmm. is great. Um, and like in that moment, Izuku's smile gets like less feral and more awestruck and Shoto is actually smiling for the first time that we've seen him. Oh, it is perfection. It makes mm-hmm. my heart, it makes my heart happy. Yes. My poor broken heart. <laughs> You'll be okay. I'm the only one out here actually enjoying this episode. You I am enjoying it. I'm just being tortured at the same time. Also, uh, for any for any Toto Deku shippers out there, or even if it's like not your ship, but you're like chill with it, go listen to Maggie Rogers' song "Burning." It's it's perfect. It's them. It's this scene exactly. Okay, thank you. I will forget that as soon as we stop recording. But I appreciate it. <laughs> uh. You, you have to remind me of the things you recommend after we're done recording because my brain just goes blank slate when we're done. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Everything right. just falls right out of my head. Yep, exactly. <laughs> all right. One final point about Shoto himself in this origin episode for him. Shoto's feelings about his mom. You, you know, it's, it's complicated sometimes, especially with moms, especially with moms, like his feelings, they have a lot of layers to them and that's okay. Yeah. And like, he's a child and he like, can't parse them all or peel them all apart yet. And like, it's fine. Um, and I apparently had a lot to say about this where Fern only had one line. Um, all right, let's see. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I can't handle this. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. All right. So basically what I got into is that it is very complicated. All of these different feelings you have when it comes to moms, uh, especially when they have abused you, like regardless of their circumstance. And it's like, it's complicated, especially when you're also an abused kid and like your brain isn't developing healthy coping or reasoning skills, but it's like, instead it's protecting as much of the self as it can. And if, because Shoto loved his mom, of course the feelings get super complicated after the traumatizing event. Um, and it's like, it's also complicated because even though she was battered and at that moment was probably having some sort of psychological break, uh, not a doctor can't diagnose. It's just what it appears to be. Um, like she could have tried to get help, but also even if she had tried like domestic abuse is one of the hardest things to escape, especially when the abuser is powerful and rich and you're as isolated as she was. Uh, I personally think that she bears more responsibility for the kettle incident than Shoto does. Uh, but also Shoto is baby and he can think however he needs to. And he is also correct. Mm-hmm. Agreed to all of this. You put it in better words than I ever could have because I was just broken. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, Maria you. and I were just on the floor at this point. Yeah. It's okay. We, yeah, it is very, it's a very appropriate floor moment. So we are <laughs> going to just kind of scooch right past that and get into yes. slightly more happier discussions. Uh, first off, Izuku loses the battle, but it is still technically a win for him. 
Mm-hmm. Shoto is the first person he saved all by himself. And I, when I read that note, I was like, oh my God, it is. I did not put it together. It is so perfect. It's so beautiful. And of course he was trying to sh- save Shoto this whole time, Toshi. He's a hero. This is what he does. He's a Zuku. Yeah, Suzuku is a hero, especially to Shoto. And that makes me so incredibly emotional. <laughs> Babies. <laughs> oh my god half of this episode is going to be incomprehensible because we keep like crying and shouting i mean i mean (laughs) as it should be because izuku is shoto's hero and that just reduces everyone to a bubbling puddle of tears it's fine Mm -hmm. all right Mm -hmm. let's see here uh moving a little past shoto because i mean there are like other characters in this episode i Uh, guess i guess (laughs) If we must. All right. So I did my own discussion point here and just went into a full paragraph. Not sorry. Let's see. Never be sorry. I'm not sorry. (laughs) All right. So Izuku and Katsuki are the same person when it comes to wanting everyone to be their best against them, like to struggle to their best effort against them, but for very different reasons. So Izuku wants everyone to be their best for altruistic reasons because he is the sweetest baby boy and can do no wrong. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, <laughs> Katsuki wants everyone to attempt to be the best so he can then beat them and be the undisputed number one. And like, no wonder that does not work out for him, like in the long run, psychologically. And he does like evolve into a better person later when he aligns more with the altruistic um, goals and ideals that is like more in line with what Izuku is doing. We will get to that eventually. And then I will be the one on the floor because. I... Oh, I'll be on the floor with you. I... Oh, my boy. The, the floor is my place of residence now. Yeah, yeah. Same. All right. Our last discussion point, completely off topic and completely irrelevant, but also not because it made me very thirsty. Um, <laughs> I Always saw relevant. A- yeah, like Aizawa knowing physics, as in like the rapid heat and cool down of Shoto's flash freeze fire or whatever it's called that basically caused the whole arena to explode. Aizawa knowing those mechanics is fucking hot. I had to pause <laughs> and collect myself. Oh. Can I say it makes you a little heated? But yes. <laughs> but also I'm mad at you for writing that. But also, yes. Oh. You okay. love me. Agreed, I do love though. you. Agreed. Yes. Yes, I have to agree. Okay. All right. So moving along from discussion points, um, we're going to move into like the manga differences and Easter eggs. And for this section, there was a lot more than usual, um, just because apparently my brain was in connection mode. So mm-hmm. let's just get started. So we didn't mention it at the, above, but basically the preview for the next episode is voiced by Ida. And it just had me super fucking ready for the stain arc i i'm just so pumped i'm ready (laughs) we won't get to it for another few episodes but i am so ready for it to go all right so moving along to some manga differences um in chapter 38 on page 13 okay so there's this panel i zoomed into it because it looked like it was coda's hat 
from um, season three, the little kid. Um, I don't think it actually is. It just looked like his hat. But in that moment, when I was zoomed in, um, this is the moment when Izuku is like blasting Shoto with his full arm. Um, this little tiny stick figure and it's basically midnight just going flying off of her platform oh and I, am, I was cackling because it was just like a little stick figure with hair and it was hilarious oh, poor, poor midnight oh she's fine she's fine she's a badass alright so chapter 39 page 12 spoilers for anybody who doesn't know who I'm talking about Toya alright so Toya's hair is white in the manga when in the anime it's red and if you know what i'm talking about this is kind of like a big moment for Mm -hmm. toya's backstory and And we'd be very confused for a while (laughs) yes and as i i think the problem was they hadn't really firmed out the timeline and that's why that's what I'm chalking it up to like it was still early in the story not everything was set in stone um especially for a character who had not even been introduced for like a whole other season however many chapters that is um but like yeah it's there it's confusing it's fine we're gonna just brush right past it unless it is explained (laughs) later it's probably not going to be okay um and there was also a panel that actually wasn't animated that shows shoto wanting to join in the game that they're playing and just like oh my boy why wouldn't they why wouldn't they animate that oh anyway also the translation of his mom's dialogue is a little different um, in the manga, she says that she shouldn't raise him anymore. And I'm hoping that means she knew that she wasn't in a good enough mental state to raise poor baby Shoto. And that just didn't get pulled into the anime. Yeah, I definitely interpreted that scene as like his mom reaching out for support and that she's probably been doing that for a long time. But her mm-hmm. supposed support system is just utterly failing her over and over. Uh, Back to our earlier point, you can't escape a bad situation if there's nowhere to escape to. Yep, yep, exactly. Her Her whole story is just a mess that we cannot properly untangle and therefore we cannot fully blame her for what happened, so... Yeah, well, it is complicated. <laughs> yes, and we will get to Ray more later. She will come back and be a more active character eventually. And I can't wait because it's beautiful when she does come back in. All right. Mm-hmm. So in the manga for the shippers, um, Shoto smile when he and Izuku are smiling at each other, like in the middle of the fight, is also much softer. Like it's more grateful and less feral. So that's, that was like a nice little moment. Interesting. Okay. All right. Chapter 40. Um, the title is Emancipation. And like, um, oh my God. that's a very loaded word for those of us who know what the emancipation process is in the U.S. I don't know if that was purposeful, but I like it. I like like the implications of that title. Also, there is a panel of Bakugo, like actually looking genuinely worried after Izuku collapses. And I wonder if that'll change or if it will even be included in the next episode. Also, it's not clear if he is worried about Izuku or worried about his future fight with Shoto that he is expecting to happen. I doubt Kasuki knows. <laughs> like, that's also true. He, do- he does not know anything. 
All right. So moving along, um, <laughs> uh, I don't know when I wrote this note, like amidst the episode, but when I saw him, I was like, poor preemie redacted. <laughs> we already used his name. <laughs> no, we don't know who I'm talking about. But oh I'm going I'm I'm to spoil it now because this is this is the section where we spoil things. Um, if you all have somehow made it to this point in your life where you don't know that Dobby is Toya Todoroki, good for you, but I just spoiled it. So basically this whole time we're talking about Dobby and Toya's terrible backstory. Um, also, also the fact that we were doing this chapter when we are doing it um, and basically we're doing it a few days before. Oh my God. Yeah. Chapter. We're about to get even more of his backstory. Aren't we? I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like this whole chapter is big time foreshadowing for preemie and then dancing toy slash Dobby's extra ass edgelord nonsense. <sighs> my goodness. And I, I cannot wait for Sunday. Um, It'll be a while before this episode actually airs, but this Sunday is when chapter 350 is dropping and I am foaming at the mouth and I am excited and I talked to my therapist about it. That's how excited (laughs) I am. So I just had a lot of feelings when he appeared with his red and or white hair. So that's, that's just the mental state I am in. Okay, so moving along. Shall we expand upon Izuku being the perfect vessel for one for all because of his quirklessness and analysis abilities and such pure noble motivations? Or is that too spoilery? Yeah, I'm genuinely wondering if there's enough content for a bonus episode. I think there might be. Yeah, probably. I'll write that down in our list. All right. That list is so long. (laughs) It's really long. It's really not. It's only two pages. We just have to get our schedules together. Only two? Well, most of the pages are notes for the actual episodes. We don't forget anything. It's fine. Oh, okay. I thought it was just like a two-page long list of topics. No, 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 And I was like, God, I didn't think we were that bad. No, there's like, there's only like, what? There's less than 10 options in there. A lot of it is just notes. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, definitely add it. We can do that. Yeah, I will add it. Just remind me to add it. Because like I said, when we log off, my brain goes... I will. All right. I will. So next, we could talk about how Izuku and Katsuki's analysis, strategizing, and strengths all weave together to offset each other's specialties, much like their original incarnations, Yoichi and the second user. Oh my God, this never fails. This never fails to make me foam at the goddamn mouth. We still don't know all that much about the second user, and it is driving me bizonkers. Yeah, it, it's it, I am up the wall so much every time his stupid face appears. Um, and listeners, again, this is spoilery for the manga, so click for it if you want to. But basically, the second user looks exactly like Katsuki. Literally talk- exactly like him. Every time he pops up, I get confused for a second because I think mm-hmm. it's Katsuki. Yeah, and we we talk we do talk about this in our Catch the Fuck Up episodes where me and Fern have this theory that Izuku and Bakugo are like essentially Yoichi and the second user's reincarnations come together again to finally defeat AFO. 
Mm-hmm. None of mm-hmm. it is actually canon other than Oh, no, this not at all. Face. It's not going to be either, but we're don't, really committed to it. Don't <laughs> say that. It might, but basically, yes, this is this is why every time the similarities between the two of them come up, we uh, get excited and can't form words properly. Yeah, so. our brains melt. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, Final point then, because I, I, I have feelings, but I cannot verbalize them. Um, so final point, Easter egg, um, endurance and outlasting your opponents is like a whole motif that Horikoshi uses like everywhere. And like Horikoshi, have you been reading and or watching Yuri on Ice? Stop, stop. We don't need to go there. My brain can't handle that. I mean, I mean, I'm sure Maria the, has a lot to say about that. I mean, yeah. Yuri, Yuri has much better endurance than everybody else. Like it's there. It's it's like the parallels. Mm-hmm. 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 So I'm so not let's high enough for this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You did mention we- earlier though that like endurance is a big thing um in the Animanga world. Yes, yes, it is. So the connections are there. We just have I to make Horikoshi an... confess. Yeah. Sorry, what, Maria? I can, I can. I said I could have an entire like discussion for days about this. We will. Well, you know what? We're going to add that to the bonus episode list too. Yes, we will. <laughs> all right. Well, that is all I had for Easter eggs. Now that I have made you two just completely fritz out in your brains so um (laughs) other than me having just so many thoughts about so many things did we have any other final comments i just Uh, had a lot of cries oh yep also i'm really glad that we switched our episode format because can you imagine how goddamn long this episode would be if we were still doing like the full length timeline We, we would be on point three it would, it would be a four-hour episode. It would be a four-hour episode, and I would have to edit that, and I would die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But hey, we I would covered just constantly everything. be crying. <laughs> the, entire, the entire episode, Maria, is just like sobbing quietly in the background. <laughs> yeah, for four hours. It's great. <laughs> All right. Well, if there's nothing else, This has been My Hero Analysis. You'll hear us again soon. And in the meantime, go beyond plus ultra and thirst responsibly for high school teachers who know their physics. Bye, y'all. Thanks again for listening. Theme music is The Happy Cowboy by Gary the Canary, remixed by Fern. If you'd like to submit questions, fan art, or bonus episode topics, visit our website at myheroanalysis.com. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok under at myheroanalysis. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Bye, y'all.